You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey there, how you doing? Welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for being here with me today. Hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I'm very excited to share with you guys this episode as I had the chance of sitting down with the two writers and a couple of the stars of the new movie, Manifest West, coming out November 11th. That is this Friday. I had the pleasure of going to the Newport Film Festival and checking out this movie. And then the guys came over to the to the house afterward and we had a great chat. Now, Manifest West is, a, is, a, is really a story told through the eyes of the daughter of a family that is going off the grid just to find a sense of normalcy in a, in a very crazy modern world. Uh, it's an incredible movie. There's also a couple other great actors in it. And Michael Cudlitz, you might know him from uh, his time on The Walking Dead. And Tim Heidecker from The Tim and Eric Show and all the other Tim Heidecker stuff. I'm a huge fan of his as well. Uh, the other two actors that were here with me was Annette Mahendru and Milo Gibson. Uh, both related to one of the writers, Louis Gibson. Uh, and, of course, the other writer, D- Joe Deitch. Uh, all of these guys were m- such a pleasure to have over to the house, honestly. We had, a, we had a little bit of a spin on an old-fashioned. We talk a little bit about this movie, or a lot of bit about this movie, rather. And, of course, their connection to one another. Uh, Louis and Milo are brothers. Annette is married to Louis. And Joe has been an honorary uh, um, family member since college. It's a really great story uh, behind the scenes as well as on the screen. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. I've had an absolute blast uh, dipping my toes into this world of entertainment, which is a little foreign to me, but I I am just a huge movie fan, and this one did not disappoint. Uh, As I said, just a a story told through a little girl's eyes of going off the grid. They go out to this cabin. That's where uh, Tim Heidecker's character comes in and Michael Cudlitz. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it because I want you guys to make sure you listen to this podcast and uh, want to go check out Manifest West in theaters or at a local uh, or a streaming rather near you, uh, wherever that may be. You're going to have to check, uh, check out where that's going to be on November 11th. Uh, we'll also be posting about that on Drinks with Johnny's social media. So without further ado, here is my chat with some of the cast and crew of Manifest West. We're already recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drinks with Johnny. (laughs) Today, I uh, have the esteemed pleasure of being joined by some of the cast and crew of the new movie, Manifest West, coming out November 11th. That's later on this week for everyone watching, you know. And uh, it's going to be, I I had the pleasure of seeing this movie already at the Newport Film Festival, and uh, it was incredible. So we've got some of the guys here. We got Louie, Milo, Annette, and Joe, and uh, we're going to talk. A little bit about the movie, I'm sure, and we're also going to have some drinks, as we usually do. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what else we talk about, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing awesome. Thanks for coming down to the house. Thanks it's for having us. It's not get this. Yeah, good to yeah, be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Better in person. Yeah, well, it's always I better think. in person. But it's also, you know, I know it kind of worked out because you guys were here, as I mentioned, for the Newport Film Festival mm-hmm. just down the road. Um, 
but you guys are officially the most guests I've had at once on the show. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. made it happen. <laughs> and uh, we were talking. We had a couple of drinks the other night at the bar. And I know you're into whiskey. Uh -huh. you, were, you were drinking a dirty martini. I was having a dirty martini. Annette didn't make it down. I didn't make it. Make it down from, from there. And, no. and Joe's on the wagon. I, I'm on the how wagon. Long, how long have you been on, on the wagon? wagon. Uh, coming up on 12 years, I think. Congratulations, yeah, man. That's awesome. Before the other night, I had five months. So that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Got uh, someone to look up to. All right. So I bring up the, the drink because, uh, you know, we were talking a little whiskey the other night. And I figured we, we had a little story about the High West whiskey, or you did, rather. Oh, yeah. For, first time I had High West was actually with Michael Cudlitz, who plays Eric in the film. That's right. Um, who's, who's, uh, he's the next-door neighbor of these guys, and he kind of is the good angel on the shoulder of Milo's character. Mm. And uh, at the premiere Mammoth, I said, let's have a drink. And he said, let's have a High West. And I never had it, so... That's so it. this will be your second this time. It's my second time having a high west. So this time we're not going to be straight up with it. I made a little cocktail uh, uh, last night with the wife. Um, we're going to call this one the Manifest High West. There was a longer awesome. title to it, actually, guys, but Sam, our producer, said it was too long. So we're, <laughs> okay. we're just going to leave it at it? that. I, I was calling it the Manifest High West Apple Cinnamon Old Fashioned. Yeah, that's a little uh, long. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you re nice revealed all the ingredients, the secret ingredients <laughs> but there. In my defense, though, my, I had a good line to follow it up. I was like, I know it's a mouthful, but after you taste it, you're going to want a mouthful. Oh. Oh, oh. yeah. Sure. That's Can't. terrible, I know. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about what's in this fucking drink, huh? Yeah. So uh, Can we taste you guys it? each got one here. So in it is going to be, um, you got two ounces of the High West whiskey. You got one ounce of the uh, bamboo. Uh, rum. That's a really good rum, by the way. Mm, okay. Um, and then you got a few dashes of apple bitters, and we made a simple syrup with uh, cinnamon in it. So it's cinnamon simple oh. syrup. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it. And then garnish it with a little, uh, just a little cinnamon stick in there. And then uh, it's pretty easy, kind of like an old fashioned, kind of fall flavors, and kind of mind, uh, manifest West style. All right. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. All right. Pretty good. It's really good. You like that? Oh, it's yeah. so sweet. Good. Delicious. Glad, I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, because tastes like fall in a cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. the, that's the whole thing. I got right? Diet Dr Pepper down here. <laughs> yeah, Joe's got Diet Dr Pepper. One of the best diet sodas actually tastes exactly like regular Dr Pepper. I agree. Actually, I I do like Diet Dr Pepper. It's one of my favorites, uh, especially when I was talking about those five months where I was uh, sober. A lot of diet soda in the house during that time. Because mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I like to pair uh, drinks with my dinners and stuff. Like, even if it is just a soda or whatever it might be, I need a flavor. I can't just have fucking water with my meals. I don't mm. know why. I just, I like the pairing of stuff. Well, supposedly so you're not supposed to. It's bad for digestion. You're supposed to eat, really? and then when you're done eating, then you can have drinks. So you're always an aperitif? I guess. Yeah, like, like you're not supposed to have water with your meal, supposedly. You're not even supposed to have water with... Uh, but alcohol you can. Well, what about... Well, alcohol, too. I don't think that's not what I'm saying. We're talking about alcohol, not water. Well, we can talk about water, too. No, I'm just following you, Milo. I'm just following you. I've heard it before. I have heard it before. Yeah, but what happens when you get a dry But I do it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's more like a line from like, hey, like, don't get it. Like, we're not getting in the pool for 45 minutes. Gotta wait for you to... You know what I mean? That whole thing. An old tale like that, yeah. He's the upside one. Have you ever had a steak with Diet Dr. Pepper? <laughs> no, I have not a had a steak, steak with, Diet with Diet Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. I have, actually. 
It's, it's not bad. <laughs> what happens when you do that? Just pair as well. You can actually, you can actually, I think you can marinate the steak in Some people do that. They marinate uh, like steak and Coke. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. I think it like actually cooks It's just it all the sugar. Stuff that's yeah. so, there's so much bad shit. Well, there's it. also so much, I mean, so, you can stick it on a, uh, on a car battery if it's right, rusting. Clean it you know? up. Yeah, man. You can do a bunch of stuff with Coca-Cola, not just for drinking. My friend in college used to boil hot dogs in Coke. Boil hot dogs yeah. and cook. And cocaine. Oh, okay. That's, I was, again, you know, I was making yeah. sure. What did I text you the other night before you came over and I said something? I was I talking about you. cooking. Yeah, that was it too. That's <laughs> <laughs> sweet dream? Uh, no, but there was something, I don't remember what it was now. It was, it was something funny, guys. You had to be there. You had to be on my phone. Um, but anyways, let's get back to the movie. Yeah. 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 That's what you guys are here for, right? Eh, sure. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, by the way, just so everyone knows. Um, <laughs> And we're drinking pretty high octane uh, cocktail, so we'll see how they handle it, or I do. Anyways, the movie, great mm -hmm. movie. Actually, I really enjoyed it. It was for me. I'll be completely candid and honest here. I had no idea what a screening really was. I've been to like a premiere before, but never a screening. And knowing that you guys were going to come on the show already, it's one of those things where I'm sitting there watching, going, "God, I hope this is a good movie." Because <laughs> if it sucks, I'm going to have to pretend that I like this fucking movie. <laughs> And uh, I was very, very excited to say that it's a great fucking movie. It was w really well written, well shot. You guys acted incredibly in it. You even had a great cameo. I miss the mustache, though. I really want to see you bring that mustache yeah. back. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for those who are going to watch, but... Louis looks good in this movie. I'm the only one who got an, uh, an applause. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. How did that make you guys time. feel, by hey, the way? Joe's in it too, I, by the way. I, I also I applauded for him. So, yeah, yeah. Joe's know. in it too, but his is at night, and it's like... It's, it's quick. I actually made the trailer. He's I'm in the trailer. A, I'm, a sheriff, I'm a sheriff sniper in, in, in one shot. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is that, is that, were those glasses uh, part, of the, part of the thing? <laughs> uh, I think they made appearances on set. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they look good. They look Thank good. Thank you. I'm, I'm really digging it. So when you guys are, this isn't your first time doing screenings and having an audience and mm -hmm. film festival and stuff. You even mentioned you guys were just in Mammoth mm -hmm. not too long ago doing that. Um, you've seen the movie over and over at this point. You know, you've done all the editing. You've gone through it all. What is it like sitting there and watching it in the theaters and just waiting to like hear other people's reaction, I guess? We were most nervous about you. <laughs> I hope this guy likes it. I've got a podcast on Monday. No, yeah. it, it was... It was incredible. I think I, I just felt bad because it's so it's such a sad, real story. I was just mm -hmm. looking around, hearing some, some you know, little tears shedding, sobbing, and I was like, oh, I, I feel so, I feel so bad that I'm making <laughs> people sad. Specifically, your character too. Yeah, yeah. That's that. a that's a serious character, and I mean, you did a great job with it. I mean, I like I like how it shows, uh, like you said, like the realness of it. And you're going, your, your character is going through, uh, what do you call it, mental, mental problems, obviously, and losing, losing a bit of her mind in it. I don't want to give too much away of, uh, of what the movie's about. But uh, um, you did an incredible job. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then also being like a parent. Here's another thing that reminds me who is, who is the casting uh, director on this? Us. That was us. That was you guys. Joe and I, yeah. You guys did an incredible job. Like, oh, job. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She looked like it looked like a combination of it, these it, two. It, it really did. It was kind of funny, like you know, both girls. When yeah. we looked at Madison, yeah. it was like, oh, this could be my kid. And then right. Madison, you know, kind of, yeah, the younger daughter. Um, 
And why Madison is that? Friedman and why is looks, that? Yeah. Or, no, I'm just saying that. It doesn't they, look, but it, no, you can see the mixture. You can see a mixture, though. Yeah. Like, honestly, I was, I was media, like, yeah. it's one of those. And Lexi, too. It's one of those things. It's like a attention to detail, I guess. So like, I, I, I try to pick up on movies, but I'm not like I'm some kind mm -hmm. of critic or like anything. Like, mm -hmm. I know anything. Uh, but just as a as a fan of, of the genre, like, I'm looking at it and going, wow, that, that's an incredible casting. Yeah. It looks like it could be Annette's uh -huh. daughters. Yep. It looks like it could be Milo's daughters. You yeah. Know, that's. Is really where where did they come from? By the way, well, I mean, this I think for a little context, the movie tells the story of this family who leaves society behind, wants to go off the grid and start a new a new life, and we sort of throughout the, pro the course of the movie find out you know they have reasons for doing this, and, and eventually mm -hmm. it sort of spirals out of control. So it's this movie that's very heavily centered on this family. So if we have actors who don't look like a family, the whole movie falls apart. So right. I think it was knowing that. We wanted Annette, we wanted Milo, and then we um, had gone out through some producers and gone to some casting agencies who had child actors, where we mm -hmm. found Lexi Kolker. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Lexi was really the only child actor who we looked at for the movie. We were mm -hmm. recommend, they said, this is who you want, she's great, we met her, she was great. And I think mm -hmm. we found that if, if something's working, sometimes that's just sort of how it's meant to be. Yeah, and you don't second guess it too much. So we said, you know, I think we got, we got a family here. So. Yeah. Well, that is funny that you mentioned family, and you said you already knew you wanted Annette and Milo to star in it. Why? Why Annette and Milo? Like, let's get into why you already knew it was going to be Annette and Milo to be that. I never asked this question either. So I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to hear the answer. We're so cute together. Well, well, I'm. I'm. This is my wife, so I'm married to Annette, and um, I think she's fantastic, and that's you know. I'm not just saying it because she's my wife. I, I'm, I'm really awestruck by her in so many, in all the roles I've seen her do. Um, and so Joe and I had written another project before this and we wanted to put her in it. And it kind of just, you know, things fall apart sometimes and just, it never ended up they happening. They owed me one. Um, and we actually wanted to put Milo in that too. They were gonna play brother and sister. Um, and then, um, anyway, that the didn't happen. The kissing scene would have been different though, right? Yeah. Well, 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 here, well, yeah, sure. But that kissing <laughs> scene, well, yeah, we'll get to the kissing scene. We no, are the kissing scene. You already brought it up. It was right kissing scene. Actually, I brought it up when Annette was on the show a couple of seasons ago. I remember, It wasn't in there. It wasn't in there. What a jerk. But me and her decided that for the sake of the film, it would it made sense in that in that in that setting. But I remember we we did it, and all I heard was you know him behind the camera. I heard all I heard him go, "Fuck you." <laughs> and if you listen really closely in the movie, you, <laughs> yeah, actually, but, you know, I was sitting back there going, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> Come on, stop, stop, stop. But it just played into the character, right? No, it, it, it fit. No, it, and then when it, we just, were cutting it, I would take. Joe and I'd be sitting editing oh, it, and I would send take videos constantly. And I'd be like, you piece of shit. <laughs> send it to me. Send it to me. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. Whatever. You, you know, every, every day I'd, I'd show up to work, and I kind of, before every scene, I would kind of tell Milo, hey, I think we should kiss on this one. I think it's really important oh for the God. family dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And it just turned into this annoying thing. He probably blocked it out, but then yeah. when we which then we family though the, the the fictitious family yeah. or the because I mean in case you guys haven't noticed either these two are also brothers if you don't know Milo and Louis Gibson we are also brothers we are brothers Joe is part of the family too hey, I'm not honorary really sure Louis my work husband but yeah we're we're basically like married and tour we've been working Joe and I have been we're all married working to together for probably more than ten years so. Writing and directing, and yeah, doing stuff. So shot our first movie stuff. together. Ton of commercials mm -hmm. and oh. video work. So. so how long? How long is that 
relationship in. Probably since... Uh, Met in college. college right? um, yeah. Then started working together when we were both out in LA. After, yeah, after okay. college. Doing just, right on. So it's one of those... We lived, we basically lived on the same block. Yeah. 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 Once well, I Louis was uh, catching an Uber from my place and realized he just went like to the bottom of it. Yeah, the, I didn't know where uh, I was. But, um, right around my house. But, we're neighbors. We're meant to be. Back in the... Uh, yeah, people ask yeah. about uh, like collaborating a lot because mm-hmm. him and I collaborate so much. Like, how do you do that? And I feel like it's something. Well, you would know this, like obviously being in a band, you got everyone's got to you know plays their part and does their thing, and right. it's like it only works with certain people. And there's always egos that can get in the way, obviously. But I think for him and I, I think we just have a way of like checking egos and being like whoever is whoever's idea is the best idea. Someone's yeah. always like man enough to be like, you know what, you're right. If someone's fighting for it and someone else sees it, they're like, okay, you're right. That's the right point. It's because it's all about, in the end of the day, it's about the project as a whole. Right. It's not about one individual's. You get that a lot. It's like, what's the key to like collaborating? I'm like, I, I don't play well with others at all. Like, it's just I like, play well with leaders. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's personalities. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, that's, that's in any art, right? Or any, yeah. any collaborative art, mm-hmm. you know, you got it that you're working with other people. It's got to be the right mm-hmm. mesh. It's just, I mean, I guess that's kind of, as I'm saying, it's kind of like relationships too. Yeah. Like if it's gonna work, I was just going to say that. I mean, someone always has to hold the tambourine every right. once in a while. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Or, 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 <laughs> sure, or the triangle sure. or whatever. I mean, I, you know, it's something that's not Dude, too Whatever nice, unimportant <laughs> instrument there is. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, that's not what I meant it. That's not what I meant it. But sometimes you got to take didn't a bet. Didn't you know that Johnny plays the triangle in the sun? He had no idea. I was just going to show my studio. I have an entire studio There's a wall right here of tambourines and triangles. Because it does this, and this one sounds different because it does this. No, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Sometimes you got to take a back seat and realize that you know there's something, there's something, someone's saying better, or there's something different that you guys. It's just for the greater good. I just, I think we always see it without it. It's unspoken. It's just whatever the greater good is. What's going to make the project, whatever you're working on, the best. So, Mm -hmm. and that does make it it the best because you know, you you know, you can't be a control, you know, freak on this type of stuff. You have to collaborate with people, whether it's film or music or. Or whatever it is, because that's what brings the the best shit out. Right. You know? I think that's entertainment in general, and I even throw sports in that too. Because even as you talk about it, like if you, uh, we talked a little bit about sports yeah. the other night. Oh yeah, we did. Um, you know, go Broncos, right? Through, get the fuck. Out of here. <laughs> I think you saw my Raiders thing over there. That's just one of the things. All right. I know it's small. Are you a Raider, bro? I'm a, I'm a Raider. Oh, he's a, Raider. he's Raider Nation. What are you doing? This Raider Nation. What's that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that after. Alex. I like it. All right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, going back to that, really, <laughs> I think in it, I, I consider sports also to be entertainment as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's entertainment. It's what fucking we watch yeah. and everything like that. And even in a, in a sports team or something like that, it's, it's often, you know, the greater good of getting to that championship, that ultimate goal, the championship, the most views, the most listens, whatever it may be. And a lot of, and if you have a team around, you have to be able to trust each person to do what they're supposed to do. And I yep. bring that all to, you know, you guys' family dynamic, your long relationship with Louie together. Um, do you think that really helped in this movie, particularly being so based around a family, mm-hmm. going to a new neighborhood, um, trying to start a new kind of vibe? I mean, yeah. I was going to say, like, I think, it, I mean, I think it definitely did. And I think part of this movie is we shot it Early on during the pandemic, kind of coming out of the first big, you guys lockdown were the first LA, ones. We were, of, uh, according I, to SAG, you guys. I believe, according ones, to right? SAG, we were the first movie that shot out of the pandemic. So we were 
you know, this small group going up. We shot in Forest Falls in California. Which is just outside outside of Redland, Redland, sort of on the way to Big Bear, which is this very small mountain community. So we were just up there, and it really, like, the, the story of the movie is this family moving off the grid up the mountain, but really the crew was very small, the cast was small, and we moved up a mountain, and we were up there yeah. for a month, so yeah. it's sort of like... And we were a family, it was very real. Yeah. Super skeleton, yeah. yeah. So. I, I heard, I, w- I was talking to uh, the on-site producer as mm-hmm. well, He's, he was describing the... The drives in and out to yeah. that specific cab. <laughs> oh yeah, oh to Bryson. Yeah. I, well, yeah, the most well, ridiculous ride. What was it? What was his? What was Bryson? Bryson Pintard. Yeah, yeah. He producer. did a great job. He was the yeah. producer. He kind of, for something like this, you know, he made it happen. But um, yeah, we basically where we shot at this cabin, and we kind of shot all around there. You had to take this Forest Service road essentially, and it was just kind of like rocky dirt road, and we take like from our main production house, which we had down in this little strip of town in Forest Falls, it was probably like a Somehow it became like a 20 minute drive up there because you have to drive Super slow. Super narrow. Not even. Like narrow, it was like, it was like 10, 10 minutes to get to like the thing and then you get to like unlock the, yeah, it was the thing because like it's all like park, park so, land, right? Yeah. Or whatever you call it. And you like, want a lot of drive there. We got permission to You drive. can't drive up there. Only like park people can. So it's like national forest. Basically, yeah. Forest service land. And like it's, okay. I mean, it's, you, you, you can't drive up there without a four wheel drive which, car. Which was great because. Like, Prius wouldn't make it up there. One, okay. no one will ever shoot there. I don't, again, I think we got. Those are our look, which is awesome. Was it because yeah. that's that, that damn septic tank? That, 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 <laughs> <that>. Yeah, <laughs> the damn septic. That damn septic. No, you know, it was really cool up there. It was really amazing. Like even going up there in the morning time before shooting, there's like waterfalls off to the right, like that are super deep. And people would like, you'd see people like hike by every yeah. once in a while. But it a- was just beautiful. Just. By itself. Do you remember the ladybug migration that was yes. going on? There's these no, raining no, no. ladybugs. What was the ladybug migration? Was that ladybugs or was or was that what's it called? The things that eat your Locust. wood? Locust. No. Termite. Term, was that termites? Termite. Or was it ladybugs? A big difference. Oh, said, wow. no, no, it, it, was, it, was, it was ladybugs. It was. It was. There was a girl thing, but. There was a. Yeah. What I did, it was very. Pe- like, I will say off what you're asking about the family dynamic because everyone's so comfortable with each other and Joe and I are very. Relax. We're not running around ever like going nuts. Like we wanted to be like as peaceful and as cool as possible, and we were pretty cool-headed. Um, it was very, and because we know these guys, it was all very family-oriented. Everyone was cool. Everyone was a team player. And then being up there in the woods too, just in serene, it's such beautiful nature. I remember There's, coming out yeah. sometimes before we do big scenes, and I remember seeing Annette out there just like doing yoga on a mat. Or just, like, house, I'm like. So we'd be like, hey, we need you in like 10 minutes. She'd be like, oh, okay. She'd like come in. So it was like very That's like, and then, and, and then we had, and then we'd come in and there'd be like people like screaming and like yeah. family fights going on. And I did that. <laughs> um, yeah. So did, it, did, did that help like each scene? I'm sorry, you were about to go into something mm-hmm. there. Uh, did that help with like each scene being out there like with your guys' family going into like Annette doing yoga before? Is that is that before you're going to be doing one of these more serene? Yeah, before they take my kids away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 right. Or, or is it scene. when you when you guys are getting I into think. it and, and, and someone's like, all right, let's get the camera and let's get this scene now? You well, know? Well, yeah, think, that was the hardest scene. That was a heavy we, scene. She did we some all meditation. thought that was going to be yeah. so real and I mean, I think it every, really was a real moment when the... Yeah. I think every actor has their own process of what they do right before they get mm-hmm. ready. But I think being up there in that situation and never really leaving set Right when you're like on another film or another show or whatever, you leave the set, you go to your wherever you're, you know, wherever you're going to be staying in a, you know, trailer or whatever it is, you can get your mind can go start going other places, right? But right. up there, we were like I was always kind of like there. Mm-hmm. You're always on set. You know, you're not like you know on your phone looking at other stuff, getting distracted with what you actually need to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that really helped in in kind of like staying not in character but staying in that world, staying present, yeah, right. Yeah. 
And you guys also mentioned like the hiking and stuff like and staying present in that world. This goes into this question of on your downtime, because I know at least some you know music video shoots and stuff. There's a lot of hurry up and wait, as we say, yeah. right? So what do you? Are you just staying ready in character, or do you go for a hike? Do you do something like that? I mean, or? I feel like we're well, practicing our kids. <laughs> God. Um, we were, I think a can lot. We put, can we put like the ooze? Uh, like yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hold, up the, hold up the oozing and the applauding. Um, no, I think, because a lot of the scenes, is it's all of us most of the time. I'm going to yeah. cut this guy's brake lines <laughs> on the way back, dude. Motherfucker's going to crash. Going down four, the mountain? <laughs> That's a your brother, man. <laughs> a lot of wouldn't that be terrible? That would be awful. Why did you guys choose to sit next Keep to each in. other? Keep it in. Good thing there's no hills here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, a lot of the scenes we're in, it's everyone's in it together. Like the, the two girls, like, you know, Madison and uh, Lexi and, and Annette and me. So okay, right. it, there wasn't a lot. I don't think there wasn't, there didn't feel like a lot of downtime because these guys are always, these guys just, they work so well together that it's just like, it's not rushed, but yeah, it's per, it was like, okay, switch, scene. slowly switch, okay, back inside, blah, blah, blah. It was just, it was I very fluid, I would, very yeah. easy. I, mean, I think that it's a movie that, because it's a, it's a very dialogue-heavy movie, there's a lot of performance in it. I would, I mean, you could tell me, but I think that as actors, it's a movie where you get to actually do a lot of acting. I think that there's a lot of movies yeah. where it's very, it's like, this scene, you're walking in, grab the cup. Grab right. it yeah. Again, okay, cut. Cup. Do it like again. Like a lot, like ninety percent of your job becomes <laughs> yeah. like hitting marks and doing technical yeah. things and not doing acting, which is what presumably like. It was a very intimate experience. My 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 most favorite kind of work, you know, relationships and just being in each other's face and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you know, for the three-page dialogue scenes yeah. or whatever, you get mm-hmm. to sit and actually act and perform and yeah. feel mm-hmm. it out rather than the sort of these guys. These guys also they also you know wouldn't just like set up cameras right mm. like sometimes they would but a lot it would be like free help like hold and kind of just like hover where you are right just so you could just kind of be free to be where you want to be and like not like get stuck and like you know sail in some place mm-hmm. right so i feel you feel free and you feel like the freedom to do what you want to do and and i think when that happens bullshit happens right yeah. bullshit comes out so each of that we're getting into a little bit of how the 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 actual movie was filmed how it was made and stuff and that brings me to a little bit of each of your backgrounds like before you're going into this like each of you have, have uh, I would say unique uh, perspectives on different movies and different sets and stuff like you uh, just finished up doing uh, uh, the world beyond mm-hmm. with that uh, we were talking about a couple couple seasons ago with uh, the walking dead TV show a little bit more regular filming stuff like that you guys, um, I don't know if you have ever really talked about it, or have, were you ever on a set as like growing up and stuff, or what? Are, throughout your lives, have you seen a lot of different kinds yeah. of movie sets? You know? Yeah, no, I, I think I'm. I grew up, you know, on a lot of sets. We both did, so I think for me, he was kept at home. Yeah, for me, I always loved it. There was such a magic to it um, being there that I always knew I wanted to tell stories in some way, whether that was, you know, whatever that was. So I, from an early age, I kind of knew. Um, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, so, so it's great. And, you know, even running around, we had a camera at the house, so I'd always be running around, like, filming this guy, making him do stuff. And uh, he'd, 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 he'd usually quit, like, like making little videos. That's awesome. Uh, and, and he'd always, uh, you gave me a look like I was like, what did I say? Well, no, I, I, I smile because I, I could actually picture it a little bit, but I'm also picturing it in my head. He'd always quit, though, halfway through because I'd, so, <laughs> I'd be so demanding. Well, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I want to know. Sit down. I told you to sit down and do this. And then like, he'd be like, I'm going. Him. He'd just like go watch TV and be like, please come back. And like, <laughs> he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, fuck. 
<laughs> and then like I wouldn't have the movie, but um, yeah. or you know well, one time, you, one time I replaced him with a puppet. He didn't quit this time. Yeah, he yeah. didn't quit. He made it through. So that was I told him actually yeah. beforehand as a joke. I think was I told you. First, I was, was like, I was like, first, don't quit. Was this the first movie you didn't quit on with? Uh, with <laughs> yes, this is the first film I didn't quit on with. You're right. Oh, wow, that's amazing. No, no, we we used to we used to run around a lot and do that, and and you know, I I never thought I'd I'd get into acting. Um, really? I think it was more mm, pushed away. Right? Okay. It, it was kind of like, go do, go do, go do something else. Yeah, right? I can imagine. I mean... Uh, go do something else. Not me. People were saying that. Go do something else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who was saying Oh, my father, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but I could understand It, it wasn't encouraged. It wasn't pushed like a lot yeah. of actors, you know, like a lot, I think a lot of actors do with their children. They didn't push us into it. Right. It was like, you do what, what you want. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I did a lot of other things in my life, a lot of other jobs. And then, you know, one day I said, you know, I don't want to be 60 years old and regret not trying something that I think that I have a passion for, but was too much of a, you know, was too scared to try or whatever, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, um, so yeah, that's how I got into it. And, and I love it. And that's why I'm still doing it. And I'm, I think you know, that's interesting too, though. We talk a little bit about that because you're, you're, uh, congratulations. You're about to have a kid in December. I am. Right? Yeah. Congratulations. Am, you guys yeah. have, have children. You just uh, had your first kid as well. Just 13 months. 13 yeah. months. So everyone's got kids. We could all kind of talk about that dynamic that you just touched upon of just having a kid that, I mean, I have a five-year-old and I'm in music and we're all in entertainment. And they ask that question, you know, other people will ask you that question. Would you ever want your kid to follow in your footsteps rather? And mm-hmm. you always kind of go, well, yeah, I like a lot of what I do, but there's also a part of it that kind of sucks. And do I want that for my kid is kind mm-hmm. of the question. So I think what your father, your family might've been thinking yeah. at that point, I don't want to put myself in that position, but I kind of can as a father at this point, you know, you kind of, you just want them to find it on their own if they're going mm-hmm. to, right? Yeah. You don't want to push it. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I just individually, how, how you guys feel. About I was, that I mean, I was always from this industry. Creativity. I felt like I was never discouraged from doing so. That's what it was. I don't think it was necessarily, at least from my perspective, discouraged. It was just, um, it wasn't like you have to do this kind of thing. It wasn't right. pushed. It wasn't impressed upon me that I had to do something. It was go find your path. Because you know you how hard it is. So you want to make yeah. sure that's what they love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're ready have for this. The other, the other aspect of it is that shadow, right? That that might be mm-hmm. cast upon whoever it is yeah, in your family sure. that, that, that is, uh, is doing something. I mean, it, they talk about it. I'm a big professional wrestling fan. They talk about it on, on a lot of wrestling podcasts mm-hmm. is when the second generation wrestler comes mm-hmm. in, they automatically have this scrutiny in the locker yeah. room and among that thing. So they have to be kind of that much better to yeah. to actually succeed at the same thing. Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But... There is a great thing that I've found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So it's got a nice little sauce on it. Nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. This is some quality quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are going to be unbalanced. This is this is what I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill crusted chicken. They had chili. You want to check it out? Head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50. 
and use code DRINKSWITHJ50 to get 50% off. That's code DRINKSWITHJ50 at factormills.com slash DRINKSWITHJ50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because, man, this is good. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Well, what's that? What's that huge wrestling family? Uh, which which the, one? There's a, there's a the few original, like the like the guys from back in the day, big dudes, blonde. Uh, like they're like father, the two brothers. Father tragedy Chase. happened with their family. Well, there's the Hart family. There's uh uh-uh. old um, school. Whatever, it's fine. There's <laughs> a wrestling family. Yeah, I know. You got me. You got me. You got me. I'm trying to think. Well, no, there was there's there was quite a few different ones that, that, yeah. uh, that I mean even. Famously, the Rock Dwayne Johnson comes yes. from one. Um, uh, you know, he's his entire family, even to this day, his cousins and stuff are yep. still wrestling. Um, his his gr- his grandfather was uh, the great Maivia, you know, in high in the Hawaiian territory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ones. I mean, like uh, Kurt Angle, Mister Perfect is the second generation. Uh, the entire Hart Foundation is now into their third and fourth generations of wrestlers. Pretty well. Um, so, like, but each time that comes up, you know, there's if you've if you've made it something for yourself, yeah. and now your kid wants to go into it, there's always that question: Do they take that last name? Do they do they go yeah. into mm-hmm. it as a heart? Do they go into yeah. someone else, and then later it's it's, it's, okay. it's revealed? I know our, our five year old is offended. He's not in this movie. I think. He's <laughs> looking at all like the red carpet pictures. He wants to be in it. Yeah. Okay, I think the next one I'm going to be in next movie. Can I be in it? I was like, yeah, dude. Your five-year-old is adorable, by the way. I haven't met your explain to him, you know, what, all the things the he's going to have to do. I met him at the bar. Don't let him hear you. So Louie yeah. felt really good about saying, hey, you know, here I am with my five-year-old at the bar. And I, the funny thing is I didn't think twice about it until you said it. I would be with my son at the bar all the time. Like, why not? Yeah. No. Somehow well, everyone ended guy. up beating him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a role model is what I am. That's right. No, I think, touching back to what we were originally talking about, you know, if I wanted to be a mime, they would have been totally cool with me being a mime. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's right. whatever you, I wanted to be. So my son, or, you know, yeah, my son, if, whatever he wants to be, it's fine. So you're having a boy. Not gonna, yeah, I am having a boy. <laughs> but I'm Wait, and didn't gonna, know that? It's a no. boy! No, she no, knew this. Oh, no, they didn't know. Okay. They yeah. didn't know. Yeah, yeah. but um, but no, he can do whatever he wants. Whatever makes him, you know... What, what, what about you guys? I'm going to say if my daughter wants to be a mime, I'm going to have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just wants I, to live well, in just, just Why don't you talk? Yeah. I was just <laughs> We send you to school. <laughs> yeah. and what, about, what about you, like, Nettie? I think there's a ceiling on this profession. Oh, right? you know what I'm saying. Was Nettie encouraged? I was encouraged to get my PhD. You know, that's what my, my dad had. And, the, you know, I had nobody in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea how to climb the ladder. Apparently, there is no ladder. Right. <laughs> just, just have to keep hustling and, you know, honing your instrument and being true to that. And mm-hmm. here we yeah, are. You- and and this was a project, you know, near and dear, working with people I know and I love. And so it's it's, it's probably my my most favorite uh, piece of art. So I'm very happy to be sitting here. 
Yeah. Talking about it. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you guys are here talking about it too, because it, it is, again, super grateful that it was a good movie. Um, and, it, and, and it really was, talking about that, that, that child dynamic and stuff, that was a part, I think we, you guys did a and a afterward, and they kind of touched on a little bit of, the, uh, of these questions here that I have. But um, one of the things that I gravitated towards it was that question of, is Milo's character a good guy, bad guy? Is Annette's character, uh, you know, doing the right thing for her children? You know, is it right or is it wrong? Kind of that question. And it's funny because I struggle with that all the time, especially as a father and as I'm getting a little older. Um, you know, what is right? What is wrong? What does the words even really fucking mean? And what is what do I want it to be mm-hmm. in my perspective? And um, instantly, I know you guys were talking about like, oh, it's kind of a bummer of a movie. And I was like, I, I think we were in the restroom. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's. I didn't feel that way at all. Maybe that says something about me. What were y'all doing the rest but, of the yeah, We were, we were okay. using the urinal. Yeah. There was a space <laughs> in between. There was just I one. might have two in between. But yeah, like it was, you guys were saying like, yeah, I don't know when the crowd's around, you don't want to bum everyone out and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I wasn't bummed out at all. Like oh, maybe that tells something about my character, like I said, as a person. But to me, I was like, no, I get I get that. Like he just wants to, he wants to be mm-hmm. with his wife, who's who's got an issue, and his daughters, and wants to take them out of all the element and just be them mm-hmm. and see what he can do with the with with that family. And that's all that really matters. And I understand that perspective of like yeah. this is truly all that matters. So I could I could very much empathize with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, he tries to, he tries to get her help. He goes the you know Western medicine way, and it and it doesn't make her feel good. It doesn't make her happy. It doesn't make us happy. Not, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, right. oh shit, maybe I'll just do it my way. She, um, you know, yeah, she loses her job even though she was right. Yeah. She was getting the help she needed, and so the family was crumbling already. Mm-hmm. Right. They wanted to try something else. Maybe it's the if they could just be together, and it could be less maybe. stressful, and they could be in nature and be self-sufficient maybe that's maybe that'll fix everything right yeah yeah i think it's just we wanted to tell a very human story and Mm -hmm. you know in life the endings aren't always buttoned up so nicely so what you're talking about like i think to joe and i like not to reveal the ending or anything but like when we leave it we feel like okay like like we feel a certain way about it we're like that's okay and that's real life um and I think we just tried to incorporate as many elements um, of that within a family. Because, you know, families and relationships are messy and there's right. so many moving parts. Um, it's hard to like, be a parent. Like Annette yeah. mentioned, you know, she's dealing with mental illness in it. And um, the father's trying to his best to do it, but he's got his own demons he's dealing with too. So he's trying his best, you know. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. So it kind of all hinges on these kids. And then you're... We're Which following... Yeah. Which is what happens in these uh-huh. relationships, you know, the, the children have to step up and sort of try to fix things yeah, they, for their they're parents. They're forced to grow up. They, they, they have their own fresh, you know, perspective on things and can actually guide them, you know. We, we do need to look at, at our kids as little humans and not these, you know, be quiet, go, go, go sit on your computer right. or your iPad and they need to participate. Yeah, Joe and I, I were just talking unit. about this yesterday with our kids, talking about like, Kids, like, you know, kids absorb everything. Right. And so much of the time people think like, uh, like they don't, well, they don't was, hear that. And like a, they take in every single not thing. Not to throw our parents under the bus or anything, but that was something from yeah. a couple of generations before, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think for the most part, well, at least where my friends and stuff, I think we're like-minded in that sense is what Annette just uh, mm-hmm. alluded to is that 
you know, for a long time, it was like, well, they don't know anything. Yeah. They'll forget this stuff, anything. Everything like, they take I'm in. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I still have memories from when I was like three, four years old. Like, they're not very clear or anything mm -hmm. like that. But like, yeah. And I'm like looking at my five-year-old son. And no, he knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. He can't do every, he can't process it the same way. Yeah. But he is retaining that information. He's not a baby, a child, a mm -hmm. kid. He's a human being, to your yeah. point. You know, yeah, and yeah. that's that's something I think parents should really uh, focus in on. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you experienced a moment where, like, your child says something so profound? All the time. Right? It makes me laugh it, hysterically. Right? And you're like, wow, I didn't even see it that way. Yeah. Which is touching on what she and said. And at the end it's of like, the movie, right? The, the daughter very, is finally... They're very in tune. More than... Yeah. More than Society likes to make you think, or whatever, you know. Yeah, she yeah. pieces it together, mm -hmm. Riley, at the end of the movie. Even though I don't have a child yet, gathers the strength and, and tells the father. And not one that we're going to talk about. That's right. Well, what to do? <laughs> I, I think that's what. No, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that like the other blurbs like pick out. Oh, yeah. Milo's yeah. got another kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> another one. I only have one, <laughs> and it's not even born yet. I was gonna say. Uh, I, mean, I, I think that's that's like why it was important to tell the story through the eyes of a kid mm -hmm. is because it, it, it's a story that if you tell it through the eyes of the parents. As the filmmaker, you're sort of obligated to tell a very linear story. Right. But kids are figuring stuff out. You know, you're, you're sort of looking for what's going on behind the curtain. So it has this inherent mystery that comes mm -hmm. into the story where you're not seeing everything, but as the audience, you're kind of inferring what's happening off screen and it lets you tell a much more effective story. I think that's 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 really you know. smart. yeah. It's almost unbiased, it. yeah. right? If the yeah. mom's complaining all... about all her issues, or if the father is, you know, and you're finding someone to blame, mm -hmm. whereas the kid will see, oh, all... you know, the mom's yeah. suffering here, and the dad's not, you know, is will... overwhelmed. And... I'll hand that one to Joe because when we were when we were writing it, he called that out one day. He's like, "Wait, we should be telling this early on." He's like, "We should be telling this from the kid's perspective," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, it, I was like, "Yes, of course," that's because. Awesome. You wouldn't, how many movies would you see where it's that situation? It's like, let's focus on the parents and you're going with mom. Like you don't, there's, I think there's maybe two scenes you see with them, but the way they're shot, it's either slow motion um, or MOS without the, without the kids being there. Right, right. So it's, so it's stylized in a way where you're like, oh, we're with them. But otherwise you're never seeing the parents unless the kids are either in the room, in the other room. They have to be somewhere close. Gotcha. So it's all kind I mean, of like, that's one of those things kid, you don't realize picks when you're just up. watching the yeah. movie, but when you mention mm -hmm. it, I'm like. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, which yeah. which is smart. So it does give you the creative license to be like, let's let's, you, let's jump yeah. around a little bit. Let's go here. Like, what's going on with the kids now? Oh, wait, mom seems a little worse. Like, mm -hmm. we're catching up because you know we don't specifically say the time passes, but you kind of get an idea if you look at it. Like, you know, some months they have just passed, look dirtier you know. and dirtier. Yeah, yeah. Then like all of a sudden, that that was the one time when I was like, wait a minute, when they're in the store. And I was like, because they're yeah, they're rolling and around like, and, and stuff. the yeah. and the clerk finally catches on. Yeah. And then that's kind of when you first kind of know that something's a little amiss. I mm -hmm. mean, you, you start to get a yeah little teasers here and there before, mm -hmm. but right then it's kind of like when you go, mm -hmm. oh, this is gonna start going into the outside world. This isn't just the cat yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know? Yeah. I think I think the kids' perspective also sort of forces you as the audience to be objective about the characters. That's a good. Yeah. As we're talking about the ethics of the characters, I mean, for Louie and I, I think it's it's a movie that doesn't really have an antagonist. Like, I like everybody in it, you know, yeah. to some extent. I think that... Even Tim, Tim Heidecker's character? Oh, you like that? Love Tim. Love Tim. <laughs> I had an, an amazing time with Tim. Wait, I want to get into yeah. some, some Tim stuff because I'm a huge fan. And I, 
He's got to be the little. He, there was there was Madison a few was comic a relief moments. Relief. I feel like yeah. I think you guys did a good job of Madison each was character. the most. Yeah, each character still good. had like there wasn't like one, you know, comic relief of some of some kind that's like mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. You, you got to like, laugh a little, otherwise it's yeah. Everyone went to a bummer, but otherwise, like, yeah. But you yeah. left it open. Um, I feel uh, to each scene that that had those moments to a real moment that would be. It wasn't like oh this would be a funny line, but let's put it on somebody else. It's like, no, this would be a funny line because Madison's going to say it, you mm-hmm. know, or, or Milo's going to say it. Or, and that is really lot. lovely about the movie because sometimes, yeah, you watch a movie, you're like, all right, this is the funny person. This is a serious person. So I got to But we all have a sense person. of humor, right? Right, right, right. We all can be deep and, you know, real and sad. And, and you see that in each character. So. I mean, half the time, <laughs> half, half the time, half the time, it, Madison would just say whatever she said. Mm-hmm. She was the youngest kid as a Madison Madison, character. She was saying whatever she said. I'm sorry, you're saying that there was ad lib a little bit? I mean, kind of, but not really. Like, you didn't really, like, she just came off kind of funny. That's how I saw it. She's unfiltered, and she was really my favorite. She hasn't, she hasn't, she hasn't gone through as many years as we have. So, you know, you know, I think that's, you know, amazing. She was really getting scared. I mean, she, it was fantastic. You know, it was really worried. She was getting, yeah, she was, we all felt bad. Yeah, sorry. Oh but God, but that's the it. thing about a kid is a kid there's nothing they haven't gone through life so there's nothing telling them no 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 like you are told right right so you put up all these walls and things to not feel or not you know have an imagination as much as a kid would so a kid has an amazing imagination so you don't really have to do much with them because they already have it right you know it's like yeah, almost yeah, more totally. natural right um, yeah, and that's, that's interesting. It's, sense, it's a sense of play too, like a lot of action. They, they can just play. Yeah. She was fine. There's no inhibitions, yeah. or like not as many. You know, obviously. Yeah, you just kind of you know say, you see your son is, play. You're like, yeah. I guess like for yeah. you, for you guys directing and 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 helping, that's all it and is. Helping, yeah. just kind of like this is it's this all, is the make pretend scene we're doing today, right? I just yeah. I mean, when I yeah when I look wow. at acting, all yeah. I see it, it it is just play, and you get. You, you build up inhibitions to things as you get older, like everyone does, but mm. if you have the ability to pull those away and just go play, then it's natural. That's it. You don't have to think about it. So a it kid is still hard inherently to kids, can do that. Though. No, it's all, I mean, that? it's hard, yeah. I mean, these kids were actually... Especially these, when you these, get to go like, for a line. These kids were great. Yeah, like, I guess that's part of the criteria as a, as a child actor, though, too. They have to be able to remember the lines rather than just always go ad-lib, right? I mean, that, that seems to me, as you're describing it, as a, as a layman outsider, it would be... The easy part would be, here's the scene, go have fun with it. The hard part is, but I need you to say these lines and hit these marks. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I will say about hmm. the, the kids is like kid actors sometimes get the bad rep of being like, oh, it's a kid actor, I don't want to deal, whatever, right? But these kids were great. Lexi Colker played Riley in the film. She was like more professional than like than any, like later than me. <laughs> no, she would like show up. She no, she's very like or show up. Who just kept making jokes about the kissing scene? I'd show up late. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to be there. No. Uh, and Madison, you didn't want to kiss me. <laughs> Madison, who plays uh, the younger sister, she was like a little more, but that's just her personality. She was a little more like boisterous and stuff, but that's what brought it to that role. That is her, like what he's right. saying. But she was also like she'd be joking around and like acting like a wild person and then we'd be like hey let's go and then she's seven like obviously and then we, as soon as we she'd also just go yeah. and oh, do it great. 
So, but you know, there's only so much you can ask out of a kid. Like you can't keep him there forever. We would want to do that anyway. Like, you right. know, so. Um, also by law, you can't do that. And being being the first movies back from SAG, you know, yeah. you can't, you, you got to keep that card. You don't yeah, want we were way up a dirt road. We were like, we're keeping him here. <laughs> you can't, we're working him 14 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. The, the upside of having the kids on set is after nine hours, you're. Well, I think that's why they shoot on other countries, right? Yeah. Because there's no so. laws. Yeah. So going back to the the writing, putting the 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 movie in the perspective of the kids and stuff, which I that we touch upon, I think is brilliant and uh, something subtly didn't even realize as I'm watching the movie, which makes it even better. It means you guys did a fantastic job of putting it together that way. Um, but in that, I also there was another thing that I wanted to ask about. Is kind of two part question here. When you're writing this film, and uh, are you taking in? Is your muse coming from anything that's happened in your life or maybe a friend's life or something like that uh, for the actual characters or this whole family getting away theme? And the second part of that is going to the time of it and the timing. Why is there Game Boy and NES in this movie? <laughs> I'll take that first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take um, the layup first. All right, I, cool. I think that for us it was important to... We, we, I guess in, in conceptualizing the movie, we were looking at a lot of these sort of anti-federal government standoffs that had happened in the 90s. Okay. So it had been conceived as sort of this this thing that was rooted in almost more of like the period of the mid, mid to late 90s. But ultimately, we sort of wanted it to be a little bit timeless. I okay. Don't think we, we, want, we didn't want it to feel like it was a 2021 movie that they were leaving because of COVID because that just felt right. too too pointed to what was happening. Mm -hmm. That's interesting you bring that up though, yeah. because I do feel like the timing on this movie, and I know you guys have talked about it before in other interviews and even in the Q&A that night, it was not the, you know, mm -hmm. the inspiration for this at all. No. But the timing, a lot of people might take away from that and, and uh, kind of ipso facto be able to Mm -hmm. relate to the characters a little bit more maybe because you know the entire world went through that we know? saw into the future yeah. right guys yeah. true but a lot of those people just moved to florida <laughs> <laughs> or That's austin <laughs> they moved up to a mountain they moved to like you know i mean i guess i guess florida was okay sorry guys if you, sorry if you did that i just you know florida's beautiful yeah. it is beautiful and so is austin so everyone i've been to austin in a until, while until I everyone heard, from california moves there yeah then, then they ruin it yeah, you exactly know? Yeah. so, so no, sorry austin. austin but everyone else anymore. but i agree everyone else should because i'm i'm i really love california but i'd hate the traffic so let's have them all go to austin yeah it's just good go yeah there's austin. a time there, there's a timeless element of it like he was saying we didn't want to date it yeah so like what you're talking about that that was like for lack of a better term, a happy accident as far as like what happened in the world. Like now it's like, oh, that even means more. But I feel like there was already meaning to it, obviously. Oh, and we were, and like, there, so it was looking at that and trying to like humanize people who just want to go. I guess, I mean, it came from the question to us. It was originally, it was looking like he was saying those 19 or um, 1990s standoffs and then looking at like autonomy and could you have true autonomy? Like if you wanted like true autonomy, like if you just wanted to be like, Manifest Destiny, 200 years ago, you get your wagon train, you, just go. you go out west, you go up a mountain, could you be self-sufficient, could you live, could you school, could you just be left alone and live on your own and be a good person? So um, it was looking at that in today's world and being like, is that possible? Mm -hmm. And the answer I think is kind of not really. Yeah, it was interesting. So back to taking uh, inspiration from real life, um, I actually had a question that was like, was there a lot of research on uh, um, 
uh, child protective services and stuff done in the writing of this? Because I was just curious uh-huh. if you went up to the mountains, hypothetically, uh-huh. and you took your kids with you, mm-hmm. would child services just come up to make sure your homeschooling is cool or, or would you have to wait until something was red flag? Well, there was a precursor, you, if you remember. I don't... I, yeah. He, they, they, the kids are looking a little rough and it's kind of mistaken right. in, in the store. And so I think we That's, don't specifically... We don't, we don't okay. explicitly say it, but I think you kind of get an idea that like, oh, Somebody called it on them because it looked right, like a worse right, situation right. than it yeah, was. Yeah, and that, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. in the store, that's like the first time it, that you get the outside. Yeah, world. because you know the kids are for context. The kids are living right. outside. They got dirty clothes. Mom's not doing so great. Dad's taking them out, doing his best, but um, the kids start talking to a store clerk, and it, right, it feels right, like right. something is going on that. So that's when isn't. it comes. Okay. Yeah, I only saw the movie once. I had a couple beers, but you know, it was uh, for the timeline. Like, yeah, I yeah. remember that part. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they come. Just, I don't, Anytime, think, I don't think yeah. it's a guarantee that Child Protective Services right. would, someone child, to if someone is living rurally. That's that's kind of what I thought, and that's why I was like, I was you know, just curious. No, and, you, it, and then it yeah. made me, and then it made me ask myself the question: uh, Was there was there a lot of uh, thought that went into the? I mean, you got the real life emotion, obviously, mm-hmm. across. Was there a mm-hmm. lot of the real life aspects of? Let's think about mm-hmm. how that would go down. My wife's a teacher, so yep. we we oh, okay we cross checked some some of the. D- Child Protective Services stuff, mm-hmm. and that Annette, I know you guys are yeah, talking my, about. Yeah, my best friend's husband is yeah. is the director of, I'm getting the title wrong, of Child Protective Services at Fort Los Angeles. Okay. So, and I, I talked to him at length about it, and it's just, uh, I just remember I was sobbing on the phone. It's just, you know, he has to make sure he trains the the social workers constantly, like retraining them, because it's everything they write down, it just... It, it creates, you know, once your kids are taken out of the house, it's, it's, you go through courts, it's such a lengthy process. And a lot of times it's, it's almost impossible to get them, get them back, you mm. know? And, and then the foster parents come in and it's just, what's worse for the child at the end of the day? Obviously it depends, you know, what kind of ne- neglect they're going through, but they also want to be with their parents and the parents are trying to figure it out and they need support and are they getting the support they need? And in the movie, when you know, when Riley reveals something to this stranger, right, Elaine, who comes in the, from the Child Protective Services, and she said, "You can help me. You can help my mom." And she says, "Yes, I can help." And she, just and she thought she would help the mom, right, with her medicine, and you know, she just rips them out and takes them to another family, and they're miserable, even though they dress, they have clean clothes on, and right. they're getting birthday cakes, and they're getting, you know, all three meals. And spoiler, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I, no, Yikes. No, no, it's fine. You Sorry, can't put no. this out. No, but, but, no, but yeah, it is, yeah, there, there is something about that. Don't worry, at that. I, in case Annette didn't tell you before, guys, we do uh, uh, send everything to you before, so feel free to talk about whatever. And no, it's fine, spoilers are coming. No, sweet. Sweet. Oh, sorry, you could just blip me out. No, sorry, it was, it was Don't worry, I'm gonna cut out the part me. where I just said that blip I had me. a couple of beers and looked at the fucking thing, so don't yeah. worry. <laughs> no, there is, but, so should I also cut out the fact that you were, the part you don't remember about the movie is because you were in the bathroom because I was going to the bathroom as well. Yeah, yeah, let's that was me, dude. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I was there too. No, no, we, we, well, passed, you there. we passed each other too. Hey, oh, we did. You went to the bathroom with him too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> maybe does I it feel, does that him, feel, right, does that right, feel right, like right. a little bit of like of a net, a net thing, you know? Like, you know, I'm getting jealous. Yeah, yeah you're getting a little jealous no, about that kissing my No, I was kidding. But that we went to the bathroom together. That is no, no, that is poignant though. With the with, with that whole system, sorry. I it's a good movie to look at and see, can we get the parents some support? Because right. they were happy. They had great moments of happiness. They just needed some help. You know, the grandparents weren't around. They don't 
have a support network at all mm, right now no. uh, there's point. some neighbors right but again you know good bad influences but they help them the septic Mm. Let's get to the neighbors real quick because I I, I, I am a, a fan of both of these actors, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Michael from Walking Dead, yeah. uh, Michael Cutlets, yeah, Michael Cutlets, and Tim Heidecker from yeah. uh, the Tim and Eric show is yeah. what I know him the most yeah, for, yeah. Um, and I think he's that that shows absolutely brilliant. I think you and I talked on the phone about, about Tim, Tim be yeah, before. Yeah. Um, how did you get these two we, to be well, the, to be we the neighbors? Love, we're like come from? such big fans of Tim. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since college, like from like Tom Goes to the Mayor, even in high school, honestly, Tom Goes to the oh, Mayor, right. that was their first show. And then uh -huh. in a Tarek, uh, Tim and Eric Austin show, which I feel like they just like completely reinvented their own version of like sketch comedy, you know, like everyone, I feel like there's different generations that come and then we'll do like their own version of what that is. And right. so he's like so great. And then we had seen him in things like the comedy and other um, roles where like, it's always very funny to us. Like he'll play the kind of like um, when he get when he gets mad or like plays that guy. Um, I'm laughing and thinking about it. So we had, can you impersonate? Yes, please. Everyone is familiar with on our, on our first that film. Reaction. We had actually for the villain. We had talked on our first feature, Happy Hunting, uh, on Amazon. We had we had talked about um, <laughs> his plug casting him. We we're like that would be awesome, and it, it just didn't happen. And then when we wrote this, we had this role of Steve Danik, he's the neighbor, he's kind of just this kind of like backwoodsy guy, but we didn't want to go super stereotypical. Okay. Um, we wanted to, you know, we were trying to humanize everybody and we're like, well, who would live up there? And then we were like, oh wow, Tim would be awesome for this. We were talking, we we're like, all right, let's just reach out. So we had our people reach out to his people um, and actually wanted to do it. And uh, we're very happy. Cause, other, cause you, the, the role, he did a great job. He just played it very real. Um, and in real life, people have a sense of humor, you know? It's like, right, right. it doesn't have to be like some scary guy. We just didn't want, we wanted to make it feel real. So anyway, we love getting him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, I think in a stereotypical world, the, the sort of redneck neighbor character with all the guns would be somehow threatening to the family mm -hmm. or would be you know, this hardcore sort of personality. And the reality is that guy in real life is yeah. probably not that. Our, our sort of concept of that character was always that he's someone who's in equilibrium with his environment up on this mountain. Right. He belongs there. Like he's good. Yeah, they, yeah, they've been yeah. there for three generations. Like he's fine. He's not bothering anybody. Like it's really this family that's yeah. coming in. That's this sort of like invasive species that doesn't make sense on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Right. That's causing all the trouble. Like the mm -hmm. you know the Tim Heidecker character is not not causing any trouble up there. Yeah. Like, I think you just touched upon something that I that I I find very interesting is that um, and maybe you can elaborate on it as, as a writer here and with having the ambiguity of, you know, uh, antithesis and protagonist in this movie. Um, there's a lot of the theories and talks that are like people who are perceived as bad. It's not like they went out and like, just were, I'm going to do this cause I'm a bad person. It's, it's just, they were because of their perception. This is how they, how they feel is right. And the rest of the world finds it so so wrong that then they're now perceived as those are bad acts. Of course, we're taking out the obvious ones of like murder and, and other things like that. But like, like you're talking about, he's Tim Tim's character up there is very much he's part of the mountain. It's it, this is his world. He even does it kind of comically with the cheers and the beers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? and it's and it's a really it's a really. I think everyone's probably seen a character like that in their life, right? Mm -hmm. 
Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Hey, this is Chris Santos, host of Delirious Nomads, the Blacklight Media Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Delirious Nomads is a podcast about all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports. And me being a chef and all, we'll be riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the globe. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. And at first you might think of like, is that a stereotypical... Uh, cabin guy who's like going to be the the bad guy in the cabin or whatever he's got he's got a sly look on his face or whatever but like like you might know over time of meeting different people it's not i guess the you can't judge the book by the covers becomes very true in that in the sense of like if they do something that's that's bad it's kind of because it's their environment it's not necessarily because they're in uh innately born bad in a a lot of Mm -hmm. respects Mm -hmm. right so i feel like that that's kind of where I see these characters like Milo um, and it, more so Milo's character because that's the one where it's like starts to go bad. Everything starts to go bad. But again, he's just trying to do what he thinks is best. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a bad Yeah, I person. mean, he's, he's a fish out of water. So Tim Heidecker's character, we can't, Joe, Joe and I, when we wrote it, we kind of looked at it as Tim, I, Tim Heidecker's character, who's uh, Steve Danik, right? He's that neighbor. He's kind of the bad angel. It's the old cartoon. It's like the bad angel and the good angel. Right. right Michael right. Cutlets is also up there, and he's been up there a while, but he definitely has his shit together. Um, and he's kind of the good angel on the shoulder. So, but this guy ends up getting kind of driven past both of them. Like, like even Steve Dan, Heidecker's character, <laughs> right. would never do what this guy did. This yeah. guy's a fish out of water, like Joe was saying. Steve's third generation, so he's like, no, this is just life. Like, right. I'm not. I'm not popping shots off at cops. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Like, I drank the punch and just yeah. went a little bit further. He went, right, he went right. further because he's kind of, you know, I don't well, know. Well, he's got a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. some Undoubt delusions pain. and illusions. He's dealing with the family. She's going through some mental disorders. He's trying to deal with that. He's So he just kind of jumps the shark. He just goes overboard, yeah. you know? Um, and I kind of think to that point, though, is, is where... Uh, uh, someone watching the movie can maybe empathize with that character a lot too mm-hmm. and be and, and to that I, point. Well, I think you said that earlier. You, you kind of touched on it. It's like whether or not you've moved up to a mountain or not in this film, you will be able to, you know... Put yourself there. Put yourself in these... Not, this, not that specific situation, but how that person felt at that time. Right. Or that. Or my father was like this. Or my mother was like this. And I think that's the whole point of, you know, doing art and doing film is to is to reach out to the, you know, the audience and show them that there's other people right. or other stories that are feeling like this and that it's not just you alone, right? Right. You know? empathy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, to that's me, the important yeah, thing. Sorry. I was yeah. saying we talked about it being a bummer movie. And to me, I, th- I think of it more as being a hopeful movie, I guess, I in the sense that it's showing society as a bunch of decent people mm-hmm. who just want different things. And sometimes those things are mutually exclusive. And that's where the movie has a lot of conflict in it. Right. But it all just comes from the fact that a bunch of good people wanted different things. Yes. And that they couldn't make it work. And, and that, that, that goes back to, I think I was a little you know, long-winded yeah. in what I, was, what I was saying there, but I think that goes back to that <laughs> comparison in real life, though, too. Like, that, that's, that's a very real thing. If mm-hmm. you really look around at society and other people, you often look at them and 
you see the perception of what they've done and you judge it mm-hmm. when in all reality they never thought what they were doing was wrong they always just it was just a, an idea of what's best for right now right mm-hmm. yeah i mean everyone's it's so tribal now with everything and mm-hmm. but i think most people are just trying to do what they think is right and i think that's sort of what if anything there's sort of that is the underlying Message in the movie. Everyone's trying to do what's right, but everyone's telling them it's wrong. Right. It just doesn't, you know. <laughs> Weird world, right? The intentions yeah. are there, yeah. but it doesn't, you know, it's 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 how do you deal with that conflict when two people want different things, maybe for the right reasons, but yeah. but you can't yeah. you can't give way for another person. You well, know? it's going back of uh, people moving everywhere, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. also, you know, you move to a new place, people are set in their ways, and you're new, and you maybe can do things, you have a new perspective that you can add and it could be a good thing, but people think you're, you're gonna ruin, you know, you're gonna change their culture and, and it's just a period of adjustment. I think we can all just mm-hmm. breathe through it more a little bit. Yeah. Because no. we all are very adaptable. Yeah. It's an escape, right? I mean, that's, that's, what, that's why people would go to plays and, you know, before there was film and stuff like that. It's an escape. They went to escape their own life, right? And sometimes they go to escape their own life and actually see their own life maybe get a different perspective on what, what's going on with them. So, right. So I think, you know, that's, I think what we do as artists and as, as people who are creative, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we get a kick out of doing. We, I mean, that's what we love to do. We get yeah. a kick out of doing that. Yeah. Right? And so. And was, the most important thing is it's good to sit down and talk about these things so there are no <laughs> misunderstandings, right? And, and I was right. going to say, you were asking about the two guys off Cutlets. I just want to say off my whole Oh, Cutlets, yeah, that's right. We're so like, um, blessed to like have him. He was, He's the most like down to earth, like coolest guy. He came on. I met him because he was directing an episode of a net show. Right. Walking Dead, and we were doing a table read at the house. We were in Virginia, and he just showed up to the house, and we started talking. And then Annette actually said it. He was like, "Hey, you should cast Mike," because we had just finished writing the script, Joe and I. And he was like, "You should cast him." And we were like, "So I got on the phone with Joe. He's like, yeah, he's awesome.' So I was like, "All right, let's see if you want." And we sent it to him, and he was just like, "This is awesome. I love this. Let's get on the phone." And he was just like. Was so, he, he's, he's awesome anyway, so I wanted to say that him and Tim Well, were he's like, obviously awesome. He got, he got you yeah. into High West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, here we are, yeah. full circle. Yeah. Um, I want to, um, we'll talk, uh, everyone real quick, we'll do a little, uh, a little uh, thing here. Everyone go check out this movie. I'm not uh, messing around. This is a great movie. I'm not just doing this because they're here. This is a great movie, and it's coming out November 11th in theaters everywhere. Go check a local listing. I know that that seems weird to say because no one checks a local <laughs> listing anymore. <laughs> so go to like Google and find your local movie theater. That's the place that shows movies um, outside of streaming. And uh, go down there, buy a ticket, watch this movie. Go see it in the theaters because it's a, it's a really incredible movie. I think me and Joe talked about this the other night um, about the idea of seeing this movie in theaters without you know the distractions of your phones and everything like that i know that's crazy people but uh go see it without the distractions and really uh uh, uh empathize and, and become part of this art that these guys have created because it's it's worth it oh, thank um, you. now that we got that out of the way i wanted to go back to a little bit of like what each of you have done before this movie a little bit to, to kind of tie a bow on this you uh Milo, you mentioned you did you had other jobs before acting before acting kind of became what you wanted to do. Like, yeah. What were some of those other jobs? <laughs> okay. Well, let me just fix my shorts. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I don't know why you needed to fix your shorts to because, talk about your other jobs. Because, because they're riding up on me. I wanted to fix them. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, uh, after high school, I did not go to college. 
um, mm-hmm. I went and became a massage therapist. That's why he fixed his shorts. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, that like just. No, 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 it gave him some kind of flashback. No, 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 Fuck off. Wait, you no, actually asked your brother to give yeah, you a massage? Yeah, give me okay, one. Okay, I'm sorry. That would be weird. Like, I, would, I agree with Milo. If my brother no, asked me for a massage. I'm just like, give me look, one, baby. Look, 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 look. <laughs> right. You want to give my mom okay, one? Okay, so that's... What a jerk. So, so that's what I did. So I, 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 I did that because... Oh. my God. <laughs> um, so I did that. Uh, and then after that... How long was that? And uh, I did that for about two years. I, did, I mean, was it something you actually enjoyed or how did that fall no. in your lap? I know that sounds like a dick question. No, I mean, look, 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 look. He's like, I I got a table downstairs. The schooling, the schooling part. Are you trying to get a massage? I I just want to get one before Louie does. The schooling part, the schooling part, not so fun because you can't just like, you have to like just massage whoever yeah. comes in. Right. No, right? My, my brother so was that, a massage therapist. So that was not... Oh, fuck, really? off, fuck off. No, I'm dead, okay. dead serious. Did so, he give so that was, it's, it's a No, hell no. I would never let my it. brother touch me. No, I thought he was just fucking with me. You never let your brother do it? So, no, I would not let my brother do it. Really? Well, he was a, he did a physical therapy. Oh, okay. Massage therapy yeah. was a part of it. And, yeah. And so... I well, mean, yeah, it's yeah. a little more elevated. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't no. saying that to point that out. No, no, no. Look, it was some cool stuff. I, I, I did, I did like a, I, Ayurvedic head massage. That was pretty badass. There, I did sports massage. Happy I did, there, there, there were other. <laughs> Shark like, ah. This is <laughs> see. This is what you get to deal with when you do a, like a, a profession like that, which I respect very, very much. No, I got no issues with it. I just you got a massage the other day. Cracking well, jokes, no. Like I can it. I can I tell you a quick story about about uh, male masseuse? So on on the on the road. Yeah. No, it's it's to your point right there, like yeah. what you have to deal with in that profession. It's a great profession, guys. Yeah. Um, but there was a time when you know, you know, we we asked for masseuse mm-hmm. to come out and backstage and stuff like that. Like like before you go on stage, you get yeah. fucking cramps. Yeah, yeah. just happens. So, um, believe it or not, we're not professional athletes, but we move around a little bit on stage. So you need uh, massage therapy every once in a while. And one of the times there was like a male that came, and like every one of us besides one was like, "Fuck no." <laughs> It's just, it's just weird. No, I, I was not. It was our guitar player. Uh, I won't say which one. Uh, but uh, so it's not like a entirely homophobic thing. I mean, I think it comes from it a little bit. But to yeah. be honest, I just don't think I've never had a, a male masseuse. I don't yeah. think I can relax with it. Just I, being completely I, honest. I prefer yeah, women. It's hard to relax. Yeah. yeah. I prefer women. There's a lot of women who prefer men. Right. But there's also a lot of women who prefer women. Louis <laughs> likes to get um, so, scrubs at the Korean spa. <laughs> Sometimes so, you get a, the scrubs are a nice. Scrub I mean, that. scrub your so body. We're getting, um, let's put a pin in that. For have you done the scrubs? Second. Yes, I have. Uh, Did you have a guy do it? No. All right. Well, again, I never. I like any time. I just go. You know, I'm okay. I'll go do some yoga. She made me do stretch. it. But it's pretty it, slippery, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> At any rate, we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah. At any rate, so uh, glad that we can get back to me and my massage. Uh, I, I, I so have no, to. Look, look, I can't look, let look, you have the hook look, that easy. Look, when I was younger, I gave some girls some massages or whatever when I was like way younger, and they're like, "Wow, you're really good, right?" So college came around, and they were like, "Yeah, you have to do like more GEs." I'm like, "Well, fuck that. I don't want to do any more GEs. That's mm-hmm. that just sounds so stupid. Why would I do that? <laughs> I didn't like it in the first What's place. A General education. <clears throat> I already did that in high school, so you have to do two more years, right?" Oh. Yeah. Um, so I was like, screw that. So I went and did something that I thought I had a passion for, mm-hmm. right? And you don't you don't go anywhere <laughs> in the world if you don't take chances and makes and and try new stuff, right? right. So I did that. It was cool. Are I did you it telling for a me while. to try a male masseuse? Yeah. That's no, I'm not. So that's yeah. how we got all his movies. 
No, look, so yeah, I mean, it was a job. We don't want to hear any more about your massage, okay? He wants to know what the next thing is. I think, I think, I think, I think Milo, we're going to, yeah, I want to know the next thing, but we're going to do, we're going to do another follow up later on in the season with just Milo talking about the massage That's getting cut. Definitely not. Keep it in. Keep it all in. That's getting cut. No, so and, then, what, what, and after I was that? an electrician for about five years. Okay. Yeah, I did that work for about five years, and I love because I love working with my hands. I, that's how I learn. Let's check um, all the bulbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I did more than just check bulbs, but thank you. You need some electricity on set. I, I appreciate actually. your confidence. I'm just trying to hold Johnny up <laughs> yeah. right here. If you're not gonna give him a thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, No, I did that, and then you know it was around that time that I was like, you know what, fuck, I want to, I want to do this. Yeah. What I do now, and I was like, you know. You know, I was like, shit, I'm on the fence. I was doing both. I was doing that and doing that. And I was like, fuck it, I got to go dive all the way in. So, yeah. I will say we had a day on set where the, all the lights were plugged in on house power at the cabin. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And it popped a breaker. Thank and you. Milo's like, I'm on it. Started going Thank out. You. Like, See, that's, yeah. with that's a lesson, though, right. to a lot of people out there aspiring to do other things. Though, if you have another trait that might actually yeah. help out as well. It's not a bad idea. Well, also, Sorry. I think going into this world now, you're better off going to a trade school than to a regular college, unless you're yeah. like becoming an astronaut or a lawyer or a doctor. But right. that's just my opinion. Don't listen. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Brought to you by UCLA. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I, 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 I do like the electrician part of it. I've always told myself, if music never made it, I, I find it very therapeutic. It's so mess with cool. Wires I mean, besides getting that. shocked and shit. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. But, and right. I also like that, at least in Cal Southern California, uh, most of the electricians I've ever met are total stoners. Like, they're just, like, always high. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, how is that possible? It's like, uh -huh. but then if you actually think about it, and you're, like, doing, like, I do, like, audio stuff, like, audio wires and stuff. Yeah. When you're, like, if you're really OCD about it, maybe have a little buzz going, a little high. You know, you're kind of like, I don't know. This I mean, is kind of therapy. depends on what you're working with, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, you, like make sure you turn time, the power off on that. I mean, what, one time, I w <laughs> you know, I've been doing it for a while, and I was getting, I was just lazy. We are changing out some outlets at my boss's house, mind you. And I just, just was lazy, so I was just was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just do it with the, with, with the power on. I just won't get shocked. I was sitting in a chair and <laughs> I just went all the way through me, went out the other side and made me stand Ooh. up from the chair. And I was like, oh, and he was like, yeah, you can go take the rest of the day off. It like went right through me. It, it changed like, it, like changed the chemical. Is like, that when you decided thing. you want to go into acting? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's so much easier. That's what all the life is. It's so much easier. No, but you know, I mean, I never went to work stone and fuck that. No. You fucking kill yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and in all seriousness, like you're talking, on the wall, what, what's the what's the voltage that you probably took on that? 120, but 120 is more dangerous than 220. Right. Because 120, you'll get stuck on two, you'll get stuck on 120, and it won't and let you late, go. Yeah. 220, you'll you'll touch and it'll shoot you out of your fucking shoes. Right. So at least you might do it, but then, you know you'll find people like this, like you yeah. know, sitting on a fucking wire. I'm watching you. Like, I'm watching you do this, it, and I'm also out of the corner of my eye watching my producer do this because that's also what he deals with in, in, on his regular job. Yeah. What's that? Constructive project manager. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but yeah, it does happen. You get stuck, you gotta push them off with a broom or some shit. You like make that. it all sound wow. fun. You can't touch them because if you touch them, then you're not then grounded, you're then you're grounded, then yeah, you're stuck yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Please it's don't like, do this at home. It's, it's I'm, not, like I'm a, not enough of a man to talk about any of this stuff. It's, it's like, a, it's like a story of like, you know, the power lines went down, like the 220 power lines went down, and you know, the family mm -hmm. went out to go do something, and the dad goes down. And the, the brother, uh, the uh, the wife was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna go help him." She went out. Oh, she went each other? down. Oh, yeah. No, not grab each other. Just getting, chain. just getting near oh, because near of, of, of all the grounding. Right. And then the daughter went. Like the whole fucking family perished. What a right. bummer. Did this happen? <laughs> is this, is this, 
This happened, this happened a couple years ago. So did anyone have any, any happy jobs before oh, they got right. into the entertainment business? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a real job in my life, really. I've just okay. always oh, just done movies. Okay. Like, 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 I, work, I work a lot of hours a week, but I've never had like a real, a real job. Like, right. Came out of college. Because this is also our after. cinematographer. Yeah, right? This is yeah. true. No. And well, the lighting. Everything. Like, so, so I should have had you look at, the, at these cameras before we go now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all right. And I, I came out of college. You can figure into, it out in editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Music videos out of college. You did as, a lot of music videos? Yeah, yeah. As, as a director, I went into that. And then it was right when YouTube had sort of started to get prominence and mm -hmm. all the bottom had fallen out on budgets for music videos. So right. quickly figured out that I know this was not that. really a sustainable business unless, I'm like, but I'm like, if I also edited it, then I can pick up the editing fee. Full control. And if I also shoot it, then I can pick up the cinematographer fee wow. and suddenly become sort of to turn to sustainable business model into something that was that, that was a job. What were some of the, yeah. uh, was there any notable acts that you uh, worked uh, we've on? We've done stuff for, a lot of stuff for, for Daughtry, uh, oh, okay. Breaking Benjamin, Friend of the show. Like that. Oh, nice. Took Benjamin out on, on yeah. the road and nice Daughtry was a really, really nice guest on the show here. Oh, yeah, Daughtry. Daughtry's cool, yeah. yeah. He was a really nice guy. Awesome. Well, you worked on that too? Oh, that's right, because you guys were... Well, he done... I also, at the same time, actually, when him and I became friends, because he was a year above me, and I had already seen, I think, that he was doing videos, and then I started doing some videos on the side, too. And then when we linked up, he's done some. We've done a few together. Um, we have our production company, Wolf House, which is the production company on this film, one yes. of the production companies, that and Samuel Goldwyn. We also do commercial music video stuff, so... Okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's a good thing yeah. we're in touch. Yeah. Yeah, so we're Let's do a video. video. Yeah, only yeah. only if they come in and do another kissing scene that you get pissed off about. <laughs> no way, dude. My pleasure. <laughs> no way, bro. <laughs> so what what about you, Louis? Was it same same similar? Came out of school, yeah, yeah. and, and um, you know, we're just doing that. And you know, early on, we had some projects that we had written and we had pitched around that we thought we we're going to go that didn't. It's just kind of the way it goes. And the nature of the business. It's the way, and we were like, oh my gosh, we we're like twenty two or twenty three. We're like, yeah, we're going to get this show made, and then you know. <laughs> Awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of that, but, but, but it all, everything leads to the next thing. I would hate is, to see a video of us like at 22, like in the room of pitching those yeah. shows. It's probably like so bad. Yeah. We have one bad pitch at Comedy guys, Central. Wait, do, do those tape exist? Do those no, tape no exist? God, no. We had a pitch <laughs> for an animated show we it's had. Like, come on, we got to pull those out. We went to Comedy Central. We were probably like 23. We were in Comedy Central and it was just like a bad pitch, I think. <laughs> I think the agent after the show we're was like, like yeah, and that we're like, go well. they're like, oh, you did, and, yeah, we just got a call. They were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah they uh, but you have to have those moments. <laughs> oh, And then did, off yeah. that, you're like, fuck, you like learn it. So, but, but it's interesting, it's interesting to look back at all that because I feel like everything does lead to the next thing. Like anything, it's like the reason we made our first film, Happy Hunting, was because we had another feature Joe and I had written with our producer, Bryson. We were trying to go make this thing and it was actually getting a lot of interest. We were going around to like a lot of, like decent sized production companies. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, we didn't know at the time how hard it is to get anything made ever. Right. Um, and because of that, we wrote our first movie, Happy Hunting, because we were like, let's just go make something we can go make. Like, fuck these companies. We just need to go do it independently. Otherwise we'll never get anything made. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. um, we've had to do that a couple times where like, we also have other projects going, but like the waiting game is so long. You're like, we just need to keep making art because otherwise right. you also need to be doing your work on it. But um, yeah. We actually worked together on a different job. I used to sell flowers and laser graduations. You know, those beads, the kukui nuts. Really? And, yeah. And so 
I went with her once when yeah, we first I was met. Like, I was, we like, driving you, you, an I was like, you know, you do production, yeah. right? So I pick <laughs> him up in a, yeah, a semi-truck yeah. and here on a <laughs> no, Hollywood, just like it. hitting trees. And he's like, I'm here, get in. He's like, is that you in this truck? I'm like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, How have I never hell? heard this? Wow. And I jumped I, in yeah, with what's her. What's up? I never heard this, guys. I don't know. That was a big, that was a huge refrigerated truck. And I'm like, I had to have a different class license for it. And we didn't have it. And one of the headlights was out. And we're going like, to San Francisco. Okay. We drove all of San Francisco in it at night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. So you, you drove without the proper license? I wasn't too. supposed to have it, but it yeah, was through. Class C license. Yeah, it was a class C license. No, no, no. I class C is what no, we have. have. Yeah, I have a B yeah, or an A. You have like an A or some shit. Right? Whatever it was. And I drove with her all the way up to San Francisco. Gnarly. How did you know how to do that, though? Because doesn't that mean it's a different uh, transmission? Was, it, was there a real 18 wheeler? Because 18 wheelers are not easy. Because 18 wheelers are like, you got to double clutch. Isn't there like a double clutch? You were the five. It was a five. I don't know how to do it. Was it was way bigger than a regular truck. Like, oh, it's like a did you know how to do that? You illegal, guys. Listen, it was, A, it was illegal. <laughs> B, it was way bigger than like a regular grip truck. It was like, I don't know what it was. It was, a ma it was massive. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. you guys met, do it. This is how no, you no, met. No, no, I actually, so my senior. <laughs> picked I, her up at a resting stop. <laughs> I picked him up. She was, she was giving flowers at a funeral. Cut that. At a rest stop. <laughs> she was giving flowers at a rest at stop. Rest stop. Yeah. Cut that shit out. But listen. Um, <laughs> we're cutting that. Cutting that. But, um, oh, no, so you, uh, were doing, you were doing flower arrangements. No, no, but I met well, her. Well, you did my, flower my, arrangements in the warehouse, and then you, uh, you, you took them in these boxes that look like, you know, the, the body could be laying in there, and then you... You show up to school and there's tables, you set up canopies, you have workers that meet you. Okay, yeah. And it's you're all running around heads. with like a bunch of cash in your backpack. <laughs> it's all meth heads that worked for like, she was the manager and you'd have to watch all their booths. She'd be like, watch how they're gonna steal the money because it was all cash and money would just go missing. Wow. And then at the end of the day, she'd come down with a backpack. We'd have like 30K in a backpack from a day because it was graduations, a huge schools, and it's all cash. And like, I'm like, like Wait, this is dangerous, dude. Business. Dude, I'm like, how much? And we'd have yeah, to go, what? we'd go all the way down to San Diego, <laughs> right? It was San Diego to the guy's house and he's security outside. All the trucks would show up. He was an operation from like all the schools. You'd have to like bring in the cash. They like wow. count the cash. It was some You're weird. Counting there's all a lot the flowers. Of, Every there, flower accounts for, you know, a dollar. There's a lot of colleges out there. It's a good business. Yeah. Imagine if you had we like should, should five do. or six <laughs> or seven going on, ten going on at a time. But I cast an ad in my right. senior thesis. That's how I actually I'm met her. I met, I met her Cut 10 years out. ago. Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't want anyone else taking the ad. Exactly. <laughs> I met her 10 years ago because I casted her in my short film, my senior thesis. That's why I, I was on LA casting, submitting myself. Was that your pickup line? I could cast you in a movie? No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. But he, did, he did promise me. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in every movie. You know, the screening of the, the thesis. I did say like that after, and she finally got every one movie, ten years later. And so ten years later, yeah. you know, he finally yeah. put me in a movie. You <laughs> waited around two for that, kids for that later. Role, I really have to work for this one. There's a lot. <laughs> no, I meant it though. You did. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think that's uh, that's pretty much all there is for awesome. for today. I'd love to stay in touch. Obviously, you guys yeah. are fucking awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for this week of drinks with Johnny. Everyone, again, go check out Manifest uh, West. I almost said Destiny. Um, I don't know why, because oh, I think that's a play on it. Yeah. Play on it, right? You're, so a you're a poet, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, guys, for being here. Uh, we'll probably do some kind of follow-up with one of you guys. i got to get a phone call with one of you guys for the follow-up. Who's it going to be? Who's Find gonna out. Be? Oh, we should make it a mystery one. We'll put a question mark. <laughs> All right. Ding, ding, cool. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Done with that. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next time, as always. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Appreciate Cheers. it. Yeah, thank you for having Cheers. us. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for being here with us. And thanks to Louie, Milo, Annette, and Joe for being on the show. 
It was a lot of fun uh, just hanging with those guys. Obviously, I knew Annette from before. She uh, was on an episode of Drinks with Johnny a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago now, and uh, she was an absolute pleasure. You can go back into the archive and find that one as we talked about her time on The Americans and uh, the, uh, the Walking Dead, World Beyond, a bunch of the other things that she's done as an actress over the time. Louie and Milo, uh, I had been talking to Louie for a little bit, just got to know Milo on this episode, and Joe as well. Those dudes are just great. Uh, we hit it off really well. Um, so as I did say here in the episode, who is it going to be indeed for the follow-up call later on this week? Not sure who, who we've decided on yet, to be honest, but going to be giving a call to one or two or three or four of, of those guys. Maybe we'll try and get some, uh, maybe we'll try and get them all on the phone. Who knows? But uh, we'll be doing that follow-up phone call later on this week. So guys, make sure you're tuned in following subscribe to everything drinks with johnny so you don't miss that as we talk a little bit more about the release uh it's been an absolute pleasure having them on the show having you guys here enjoy the rest of your week and go check out manifest west until next time as always cheers What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason, and I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions and lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.